Welcome to Still Standing with Valerie Silvera. I help women to overcome obstacles so they can become courageous warriors who live with hope. This is your place for inspiration and empowerment. I hope you will connect with me at ValerieSilvera.com and subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss any episodes. Hey, hey. You know how snakes shed their skin? They literally leave it behind. I don't know if you've ever been hiking or in an area where you've seen snakes. They literally leave their skin behind. This is what I'm suggesting that you do, that you shed that shame because shame is like a layer of skin on you and it it suffocates us. It's just like having this, you're wrapped all in plastic cellophane or something and it's just wrapped so tight and you're not getting any air to you and it's sweaty and it's heavy. You've got to shed it. Shame is not helping anybody. And what I mean by that is living in a perpetual state of shame. We have all said or done things that we wish we hadn't. I know I have. Many things I'm not proud of. And some that I'm ashamed of. But I don't live in that perpetual state of shame. It should be a temporary stop, right? I mean, sometimes we probably need a a little shame in our lives to learn or grow or change to become more self-aware or to be humbled. It's not a place to live. I remember when I was a little girl and I stole a candy bar. I was 11 years old and I stole a candy bar. And, you know, this was my great life of crime. So my friend who lived across the street and she had parents that hung out at the tavern all day. And I mean, it was kind of a wild little family. And I'm kind of surprised my mom let me hang out over there, actually. But my mom was a single mom and God bless her. You know, she was doing her best. But anyway, I'm not blaming this person because it was my choice. But we went to the store, the grocery store, the one that I always shopped at with my mom. And we went in there. And as we came out, my friend told me that she'd stolen a candy bar. I had no idea. You know, and I was a poor kid. I I probably didn't have much money. Probably could have afforded a candy bar somehow on occasion. But in any case, I see that she's done this and gotten away with it. And this was so not like me, right? I was the little girl that I can remember being about five years old. And getting a candy bar from the little store. We actually called it the little store down around the corner from my house. And I was walking from the store and I threw the paper on the ground, the wrapper from the candy bar. And I made it maybe two houses down and I went back and picked it up. Because I used to tell people all the time, I have a guilty conscience. So, but 11, I guess I was trying to be cool. This was also the girl that showed me how to smoke cigarettes, which were not even that appealing to me, but I did it to be cool, right? Anyway, back to the store. So I think, well, I want one too. So we go back in the store. Yeah, good criminals, huh? We go back in the store and I steal my candy bar. And we come outside the store and I'm eating it. And the lady from the store, the red-haired lady from the store, I'll never forget her. She came out and said, you know, yelled to us. And I turned around with my candy bar behind my back. And as we walked toward her, she was calling us to her. As we walked toward her, I was breaking up my candy bar behind me and dropping it on the ground. My friend turned around and was busted with her candy bar. Long story short is that my friend couldn't go back to the store. They called her mom. But then they told me, they didn't call my mom, but they told me you can never go back to the store again because you were with her. And now I was in big trouble because I was going to have to go tell my mother that I couldn't go shopping with her 
to that store anymore because I wasn't allowed in the store. I was so ashamed of myself. And my mother flat out told me how ashamed she was of me. In that instance, that was a good thing, right? I should have felt ashamed. And my mother needed me to know that she was ashamed of me like she needed to tell me. Trust me, I already knew what was going to happen. My mother was all about honesty and integrity, and this was not, not happening in her house. So in that case, that was good. Okay, but I don't carry that around with me. I don't carry, oh my gosh, I'm so ashamed of that. I asked God for forgiveness. I asked my mom for forgiveness. I never did anything like that ever again in my whole life. Shame, bye-bye, gone. But of course, I allowed other things over the years to pile on to me. Other shame to cover me like that second skin, like that skin of the snake. So as I said, shame should be a temporary stop, not a place to live. Let's talk about some definitions of shame because I want you to really start to understand what you're doing to yourself. An uncomfortable or painful feeling due to recognition or consciousness of impropriety, dishonor, or other wrong in the opinion of the person experiencing the feeling. So that's you feeling like uh, you're conscious of an impropriety, dishonor, or other wrong, like me stealing the candy bar. This definition goes on to say it is caused by awareness of exposure, of circumstances, of unworthiness, or improper or indecent conduct. So the point is that your feeling, you know, what you did was, was not an honorable thing to do. It was wrong. You know it. You feel it. And what that does to you, oh my goodness, if you're not willing to let go of it, It's something to regret. That means you live in a constant state of regret if you're living in shame. Reproach incurred or suffered dishonor. Think about what honor means, to be honored, right? If you're in the military, what is the worst thing that can happen? Well, aside from obviously you dying, but being dishonorably discharged. I mean, that's just a terrible thing. That said, you lacked honor. Nobody wants to lack honor. When you're covered in shame, that's how you're feeling all the time. And sometimes our shame is not even about our own decisions or life path. I mean, it's hard enough to to live with our own decisions, our own life path. But then often we pile somebody else's on top of ours. My biological father did something very dishonorable. And it was several years ago and I had just started having contact with him again after not having contact for eight years and it was a couple years in and this thing happened and he was arrested and it was just this thing that you know he dropped out of my life by the way I've never even spoken to him about it he just dropped out bye-bye it's been many years now but there was a moment when I heard about it and I felt sick inside I felt sick to my stomach and had a, a fleeting moment of feeling like wow, that was my dad, my flesh and blood. But I discounted that quickly because I didn't do it. I wasn't accused of it. And I can actually go on further though to say that there was shame that I did take on. See, I'd had that kind of a distant relationship with my biological father. So I, I, I think that was easy for me to not take that on. 
But Jamie's addiction was another matter for me because I raised her. She was a, I was a single mom. She was raised by me. Uh, she did see her dad. You know, she saw him regularly. Um, and obviously he has his own feelings about, you know, who did what in the raising. But I really did a good job of being a mother. I did. I know that. But when she got addicted to drugs, when she was shot by her ex-boyfriend and was hanging out in, you know, gangland and hanging out with gangsters and wanting that kind of a world and that life, and, and she became addicted and, and she did, you know, dishonest things and illegal things and all this stuff, I was ashamed. Aside from everything else I was feeling about all of this, I felt shame. I mean, this had to have something to do with me. I raised her. I'm the one who instilled morals and values in her. She, I mean, she watched me more than anybody as her role model. So if that's the case, obviously I screwed up in a big way. You know, that's the guilt part of it. I'm just talking about shame right here. I felt ashamed. I was embarrassed. I didn't want people to know. One time she had to wear an ankle bracelet over something. I can't remember what it was. And, and she was 18, I think, and she had... And she, and she was living with her dad at the time and she came back and stayed with me so I could monitor her for these 30 days. And we had some business associates coming over to our home. We were having this function and I was just, Jamie, wear long pants, dress, whatever. I remember I think it was summertime and wear something long, please. I can't let anybody know about this ankle bracelet. I was feeling shame. It's interesting how we can take other people's shame on us. And almost make it all about us. Sean told me a couple of years after that he saw Jamie walking down the street one day and she wasn't looking good. And I think, you know, she was probably 19 or something like that. He was probably 17, maybe, maybe 18 and 20 around those ages. And he was with his new best friend who's, you know, he's still best friends with now. And he saw Jamie walking down the road and he just kept driving and never said a word. And, you know, after he became better, and, and it, unfortunately for Sean, it took her death, her murder, for him to start having these different emotions and these feelings come up and everything. But that aided him for quite a while because he realized that it was shame that kept him from just even saying, that's my sister. He didn't want, he didn't want his friend to know that his sister was in that condition. Shame is also embarrassment, humiliation, even mortification, disgrace. Got a little list here. Dishonor. Why would you want to live in any of those states perpetually? As I said before, temporary shame can be good. It can be helpful. Like with me stealing that candy bar. I really did have a good moral compass, so I'm not sure that I would have stolen anything again, but who knows? What if I hadn't gotten caught? What if I hadn't have felt that shame? I'm actually grateful for that now. So the operative word here, though, is temporary. That temporary shame and the memory of how it felt kept me on the straight and narrow. In this day and age of social media and 24-hour news channels and the finger-pointing that is out of control right now. It is popular now to shame people. I remember during the COVID 
thing where the masks and all of that. And we had leaders that were literally telling people to shame other people into wearing a mask. No matter how you feel about masks or how you felt back then, really? That's what so-called leaders are telling people to shame other people? You can't shame people into doing the right thing unless they have that real moral compass about it, unless they already agree with it. Like with my mom and, and the candy bar. I, I already felt it. I didn't even need my mom. Just being caught, if she had, had not even told me I couldn't go back to the store, I would have still been ashamed every time I went in there, every time I saw her. So I already had that. So that, you know, a tiny little bit of correction, you could call it, really. When you already feel the shame, that, that's all you need. We do not need to be covering each other in shame. Come on. Shame on you. It should be shame off of you. Where's the forgiveness? Where's the grace? These people who are running around doing this and pointing the finger and putting shame on other people, I want you to, them to show me all the perfect people and they better be standing in that line and then we can have a conversation. You are not perfect. They are not perfect. I'm not perfect. We've all made mistakes. And so there are things that you are ashamed of or were ashamed at the time that there is shame attached to. I get it. Me too. But let them go. Ask God for forgiveness. Tell somebody about it if you need to. Here's the important part. Change. Be better. Don't do it again. And move on. Can we all agree no more shame? No more perpetual, continuous shame. It is not a way for anyone to live. Definitely not you. I encourage you to shed your shame for good. It's going to take some courage. It's going to take some resolve, but you can do this. Never forget how important you are and how important your story is. Your story matters. So live it courageously. Thanks for listening. I will see you next time at Still Standing with Valerie Silvera. In the meantime, connect with me at ValerieSilvera.com.